0: Greetings and welcome to the Franz Barden Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Sabom, and I am an executive spiritual coach with Barden practitioners working through initiation into hermetics and manifestation. So any help with working through the steps of initiation into hermetics or manifesting something in your life, certainly email me and you can email me. At the graveyard cowboy, the graveyard cowboy at gmail.com. And I keep it kind of simple with my business, and most clients need to exchange a few emails before setting up a phone session, so that's okay. You can email me. And here is my interview with Andre Conscientia, which probably didn't get the accent right there. Um, He is a highly accomplished magician, and has so much good content, and he's published multiple books. Uh, With this episode, he did have some trouble with his microphone, and I couldn't edit out all of the static, but it is, you can hear it okay, basically. So, I'm going to go ahead and publish the episode, simply because, if you can bear with the microphone issues, he has so much good content, some stuff you've probably never heard before, and so, here we go, and enjoy the episode. Hello, Andre Conciencia. welcome to the
1: podcast. Thank you very much it's an honor to be here yes it's an honor
0: to have you um, so I guess just to start tell me uh, about your early years your childhood and your family background in relation to magic uh,
1: yes that's um, I think I've never been asked that before. Um, although I have spoken a bit about it uh, now and then (coughs) so I was I grew up uh, in a a family with a a medianistic background and with uh, medianistic uh, faculties (coughs) but I didn't really realize that until a bit later Um, what I knew is that I um, I had perceptions that apparently the others did not have uh, and I couldn't understand why um, <laughs> for instance uh, one that is uh, that is interesting for the friends Barden community is that I always saw colors in in sounds and I saw it uh, better than than I do it now <laughs> uh, But that's also part of the training. I I tried to diminish some of my own uh, faculties. (coughs) So people were speaking, and I I saw different colors coming uh, from them in waves. Or even in music, I could uh, see colors. (coughs) And that's one among many, many things. I had what appeared to be memories. but when I I was younger they they seem to mix with with the waking life so it was as strange as I was a small kid (laughs) and suddenly I had a moment in which I wasn't a kid anymore and with things that were quite strange to to the reality of a kid of a child Uh, I didn't process these things as memories back then. I I thought they were happening. Um, And I saw, well, the usual, I saw spirits, etc. And some members, like my brother was a bit afraid to to be alone in the house with me and uh, things like that. Then uh, uh, not yet in my teenage years, but um, a bit, but but a bit later, <coughs> I understood that mediumship. Uh, or, uh, that's I think that's not really a word. So, uh, uh, mediumistic abilities ran in my family, and I, w- uh, I hadn't been made aware of it. Uh, and this includes and focuses mostly on uh, the phenomena were mostly about incorporation uh, the spiritists call it incorporation uh, and the church calls it possession <coughs> and I had different um, different different examples of what it it could do uh, I had like uh, this uh, the, the celestial presences the, the miracles etc and they were really physical miracles uh, and I had the horrific side of it all as well uh, like in like in the movies but without um, the, the extra special effects <coughs> uh, so I grew up in this kind of environment but still, I felt that the kind of perceptions I had uh, and the kind of abilities I had were were beyond it. And I started to to come to grounds with this when in my teenage years. Um, be, because it was like if my spirit was awakening in this body, and not before that.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I was becoming fully conscious of my own spirit. It was uh, all at once. It was awakening in my body, and I realized that um, it was well. I was kind of in a in a bad place because I realized, oops, it's, it will be very difficult for me to be understood in this world. Because my whole well, my whole way of seeing life and of living life was mystical. And uh, also my sensory abilities were different. And there wasn't much common ground to share with others around me, including in, in the family.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Uh, So, I, um, I kind of, my body was really scared about it. It was, it wanted to retreat, see, oops, uh, my mistake, there's no way I'm going to be able to accomplish what I have come here to do. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, Then, I, 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 joined some, uh, I realized that my family had all these books about, uh, or of or about Alan Kardec uh, from the Spiritist movement. And I read them and uh, I thought they were good. So I joined some uh, Spiritist centers. Um, But I, my, my whole perspective, I was also a fan of, of the Bible. I knew the Bible as a child. I knew the Bible better than uh, better than all adults I uh, knew back then. <coughs> but I'm not uh, I'm not a member of any form of organized Christianity, <coughs> and I am a, a, I am as much a pagan as I am a Christian. <coughs> um, but my whole perspective was in, uh, in studying these books and uh, how can I, m- how can I use them to express what I have to say, what I have brought to teach. So I can, how, how can this progress? And in the spiritist centers, I I knew the books well, uh, and I had a lot of questions in the sense of how can we. Uh, research more sure. they didn't they didn't like the questions so they always came back to the book and it was like a a, record, a, 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 a bot that was answering with uh, sentences from the book and I knew the book so I didn't see the sense in that and I uh, ended up leaving the Spiritist Centers <coughs> I, I continued my search by then I was getting a lot of, of of visions and revelations and and what was worse some f- some of this knowledge seemed to be otherworldly from other worlds and that uh, uh, for instance i remember being in school and the the classes have this hypnotic effect where the teacher is speaking uh, and speaking, and speaking, and speaking. And suddenly the words stopped making sense. It's just sound. Uh, and when I got into this hypnotic effect, there were more visions, and I had to write them down, or, or draw them, and I, I couldn't really pay attention to the the classes at that time. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I started writing my own grimoires, and in a um, a strange alphabet but I knew the alphabet so I could read it and these were actually good <laughs> with with things that worked and uh, I hadn't seen anywhere else I kept my search uh, s- somewhere where I could fit and I found what was easy to find to find back then uh, a week a Coven a week in Coven I joined and I had a, a mentor that became more or less my, my my girlfriend, and she. Her matches were all about meditation. I enjoyed it a lot, <coughs> but she was sick from, uh, uh, uh from attempted suicide, before I met, uh, uh, when I met her, she was already like that, and she ended wow. up. So she ended up dying, and I, I, I was given another mentor. And this one was all about rituals, to ritual for this, for that, uh, and so that the, the approach is kind of the opposite. But the rituals were efficient, indeed. And he he, he tried to kill himself. So this was like a pattern that I thought, no, this is not where I want to be, <coughs> and I left the coven as well. At the, oh, time okay. I rea- <laughs> at the time, I realized there's only there's only two ways I can express myself uh, that I can um, deliver my message, etc., without or uh, being more or less understood, at least, <clears throat> and that was becoming an artist. And on the other hand, yeah. uh, a bad idea that I had but but still produced interesting effects that was creating a sect and this was uh, well a kid's idea but I did both things and I think there's a, of course there's a lot uh, childhood is a, a a cauldron and teenage years even more uh, but but I think I've said enough about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So, um, like, you're a poet and an artist, so how does that connect to magic
1: for you? Yeah, um, I believe that all art include, uh, I include poetry in art. And literature, too. I mean, literature can be artistic or not, but uh, uh, all art, I believe, is magic, and all magic is art in a way as well. So, yes. both yeah. they are they materialize that which we um, or they, they materialize from a source that we call invisible, they are the manifestation of uh, of. Of, of inner things, and or, or of things that we capture innerly. And in, the, uh, in the, the caves with prehistoric men, it was always the same. Even with the, the Greeks, art and magic were the same. And the artifacts, the magical tools were also artistic tools. So they are two ways of accomplishing the calcification, the, the materialization of the invisible. Uh, yeah. And, um, and when I do art, it's I always feel like it's a transmission. It's, uh, not necessarily of outer things, sometimes it is. Uh, when, I, when I say outer things, it can be uh, beings, or it can be social aspects. of of life and of the world we live in, but art, and this can be art with words as well, but the combination of these words will unveil concepts that do not fit in any single word. It's a bit like alchemy, doing art.
0: Yes, yes, I totally see the connection between art, alchemy, and magic. So how exactly did Franz Barden ever come into the picture for you?
1: Uh, friends bought in, in, yeah so I I had created that sect that sect had ended mm-hmm. and I kept uh, searching uh, and I eventually found Theosophy and I studied mostly Alice Bailey and uh, Blavatsky uh, and uh, then there was in another vein, in another generation, Omram, uh, which I found mm-hmm. to be very good. Uh, and eventually, I was in some communities. And this was, I think, in, in a community related to Omram that someone, uh, I met someone who had a group and they worked with the Akasha, And I tried to. Uh, know a bit more about what they were doing and this is this was a group <laughs> that worked with uh, uh, methods from Franz Barden. Uh they I think they didn't do exactly the initiation into ramatics he had some ways uh, that came from the uh, uh, from Tibetan traditions of people to assess the Akasha and then a uh, started working directly with uh, the the letters from the key to true kabbalah this was the first time i have heard of Franz Barton. it seemed interesting but i didn't uh, i didn't move on to read the works at that time i found uh, another person oh yeah this person actually what he did send me was a great library uh, uh, in a zip file <laughs> uh, uh, with books from yeah. Alistair Crowley <laughs> so I got to read Al- Alistair Crowley before I got to read uh, Friends Martin uh, but later okay. I, found, I found someone who who, who sent me a, a bo- he, he was is he, the way he put it is that Blavatsky was, uh, this will sound a bit bad, but more or less, this, uh, is she was uh, more like a donkey, good donkey, and uh, Franz Barden was a horse, and he, he sent me the uh, the books, Franz Barden, the first book, Initiation into Hermetics, and I was in... Yeah. Uh, I was into the idea that love among the elements, love was to be prevalent, and he, he told me, and when I read Franz Balden, I got the impression that will was to be, uh, willpower was to be, uh, uh, was to prevail <laughs> above all others, and he, yeah. he said, yes, it must be like that because with willpower you have the power to love. Uh, it made uh, made sense. Of course, today I think that, I don't think exactly like that, I think that magical equilibrium is, is not about uh, uh, the, the sovereignty of any one element, but of the, of, of all of them combined. Right, uh, of course. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so, so this book was the thing that worked it really worked well, uh, uh, and better than anything else, because uh, with the, all these these abilities that were uh, burning in me, I had a way to control them and even to uh, limit them. Most people I know that come to bottom that are, are trying to do the are trying to act the other way around. They're trying to develop uh, abilities, and that is their struggle, and I had to struggle uh, to calm my abilities down, to lessen them. And this, yeah. actually, it gave me more power than I had, because I had no power, if you, if you look at it. I was just... Uh, a vehicle a, a vehicle for my abilities I'm not mm-hmm. uh, a whole person
0: so how did you calm down the abilities
1: uh, by 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 training initiation into hermetics yeah um, because everything that is initiation into rheumatics is uh, done consciously. Right, and, uh, right. And progressively. And when I, it's like having a body that is moving by itself. But when you come to friends, Barden, you will learn how to move every part of your body of your own volition. Uh, and that, and that's what, uh, what happened with the... Uh, Metaphysical body, let's say.
0: Okay, so you made it through all ten steps of initiation into Hermetics.
1: Uh, yes, and I, I, usually, I usually say that this book is to is a work for uh, um, for your whole life. So even if you complete yes. ten steps, then you you can begin again and do it better, and intensify it and. You you can do it all your life. I agree.
0: I agree completely. That's been my experience too. Now, did you go on to the second book, The Practice of Magical Evocation?
1: Yes. Uh, and I had my I had my mentor. Um, I had a mentor. This this person that sent me the book became also my mentor. It was from. Uh, an order that uh, practiced with the methods from Franz Baden. <coughs> and uh, we eventually both left the order, but he, he kept mentoring me uh, for a while. And today we still work together now and then, as as uh, I think as equals. Uh, <coughs> so I went to I had so I had been introduced to the practice of magical evocation before finishing initiation into rheumatics but the the thing in itself the the whole process has started after initiation into rheumatics and when i see people many students come to me and and they say friends body I me mean, you have to have a lot of discipline and you have to work a lot and it takes a lot of time Don't you have something quicker for me? And (laughs) When I think of the practice of magical evocation, I have the sense that the reason why they ask it like that is because it's very hard to have a real notion of... Of, of what it is that is offered to us in the practice of magical evocation. It is... I don't like Harry Potter, but I will use this... Uh, 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 this metaphor. <laughs> so it's much... People usually think that Harry Potter is fantastic and how wonderful it would be if it was real. But this cosmic university that... The the practice of magical evocation opens to you is much better and it's more literal than people think. Uh, At the beginning stages, yes, it can be elemental in the sense that it can can appear to be very basic and uh, that you can't really apply it in your day-to-day life. Because the things that sh- that one is absorbing from the experiences in the in mental wandering, for instance, in the spheres, etc., they are meant to teach you at first how to actually apply uh, the knowledge in the mental plane or in the astral plane. More often in the mental plane, uh, but with time, things become. Uh, as as real as physical reality. and also which are maturation, all the things that you learn through the beings, they can directly apply in the physical plane and in our day-to-day lives. And it's unimaginable for someone who hasn't experienced it. It's one of the best privileges I had in this life. Joining this cosmic university, as I was saying. Yes, yes.
0: And so what about the key to the true
1: Kabbalah? Yeah, um, the key to to the true Kabbalah was... was like heaven to me. I see some... I see some outies, uh that say the cosmic ladders awaken a lot of uh, obstacles in order to burn karma, etc. I do think this is because and this can be true, of course, but I, f- I do think it wasn't like that to me. It was like heaven, as I was saying. <coughs> but I think they say this because there is probably a lack of uh, and i don't mean to criticize anyone of course Uh, you get there one way or another Uh, but there was a lack of of working with the soul mirror or of taking the soul mirror as seriously as it must be taken (coughs) when you take the soul mirror and the ennoblement of the soul seriously Uh, all the things are the great work and they all are joy they increase knowledge karma means ignorance but there is no no sense of there is no ignorance there is only increase uh, knowledge increasing when you relate all things to the soul mirror and self knowledge as well Uh, if you if you take it seriously enough in initiation into hermetics. I don't believe that the, the cosmic letters in the key to the true Kabbalah will have any bad side effects. All that is there is quite good. It's like, um, it's like a gift from God in a way. It's mercy that you are able to assess these letters. <coughs> and they come from the Akasha directly, purely and there's nothing bad for you waiting there. Uh, This book, I found it a bit confusing in its structure at the beginning, and that, I don't think that I had any difficulties beyond that. Then I got used to it, to the way the information was arranged when I started practicing. And uh, practicing more and more, and that was just it. I didn't find any uh, hardships in the key to true Kabbalah. Of course, I'm not an absolute master of, of the letters, but that I, I don't think maybe nobody is. I don't know, but I'm not. I'm probably not the best at this book. But the thing is, we keep practicing, uh, and that's it. I think it's a, a very light book in that sense. It's, you 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 have come all this way until the the key to the true Kabbalah, and then. It's a blessing that is thrown upon me.
0: Yeah, so, so what is there left to do after these three books?
1: <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, I believe one thing can be for one to write uh, one's own books and to give back in this way. Uh, of course, uh, we can also use this the knowledge we had from these books and the abilities that we have developed to, to change the world. And this can mean globally or uh, person to person. These books, I think, come with a with a mission it's not just about mastering the books it's about what you while you are mastering the books you start to realize uh, your divine call then you have to go and and do it and uh, there's also the thing that I I don't think people usually grasp and that is that we as human beings have have to hone the right to be humans what do I mean most people are uh, unaware uh, they are unaware of of themselves and of their abilities and of their uh, their astral bodies and mental bodies and all that comes with it it's like a body that, that has a, a lot of limbs that are uh, numb and, s- and they sleep or uh, worst uh, limbs that move by themselves and do all kinds of things and people don't understand what's going on to be a human being one must be all that he, he can be and awaken all these parts and then we can s- we own the ability to enjoy the world in all its simplicity but with all our faculties and this in itself produces an an, uh, auxiliary uh, of life and it is something that feeds into the collective and it's a great work in itself, and that's the. That I think that that's that's it. Of course, you can do a whole variety of things, but it will depend on your call. I think, however, that this enjoyment of life now in it in your full capacity, and in this complexity that allows you to see simplicity in all its splendor. This must be a part of it. Or one loses uh, one's humbleness and easily falls back and down. Right, right. So,
0: tell us us about, speaking of, like, giving back what you've learned, tell us some about the works you've published through Falcon Books Publishing.
1: Ah, yeah. Um... These books have a particularity to them. (coughs) Unlike books I publish in other places, (laughs) Uh, they are uh, are assigned to me by beings that are in the... uh, I think until now all of them have been in the practice of magical evocation. Uh falcon books i chose to give back uh, to in the in the vein or in the current of the friends barton tradition there was other currents that i followed and i chose other publishers for that but always i, I always had an influence from friends Barton because uh, it was the most efficient training system to me And it it allowed me uh, to practice all other systems with some efficiency. So Franz Baden ends up always being there. But in the the Falcon Books Publishing, uh, I wanted to speak directly to the Franz Baden community and to bring new people, even if through me, uh, bring new people to the knowledge of the existence and of the work of, uh, of Franz Baden. <coughs> um, the being this. The first. I mean, uh, there are two published books uh, at uh, at Falcon Books Publishing, and a couple of interviews, and other books. Uh, but this, I have written uh, one, two, three, four. Five, I have written uh, six books, and they are all. With Falcon Books publishing right now, two of them are published. The others are coming. the f- The first, the first book, to the Soul Mirror, to the Sphere of the Sun. <laughs> that is ends up being a very down to earth book, although it uses uh, uh, almost everything that is in initiation. Intro is there, and a bit more because of the perspective that I have adopted. But it, 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 it's, I mean, it's not, it, it's about people um, getting to 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 work on themselves and to control themselves and also to love themselves. All, all these kind of things that everyone must do or should do in order to live well. I had no hardships in this book. It was actually uh, there was it was a, a being from the sun sphere, and also uh, EGG from the earth zone. Uh, I wrote it under their influence and under their request. Then a guide to a guide to the elementals. Got a bit of a side back from that because it was I had to do. Intensive evocations every day, and that that um, that that can tire. That can be tiring, and even (coughs) I got a bit sick with nothing special, just a fever at the end, and so on. um, I got to the I got to Stellar Magic that is not out yet. Was a bit harder but very very exciting harder in the sense that the I, I, I didn't thought i was prepared to write that book when i was asked to write it and i said that and uh it was okay so the matter is settled but three months after the being insisted and started appearing in dreams consistently and it, at last it's okay because I'm not an expert in astrology, and the, the book has a lot of astrology in it. And I said, write write what you know, and I started writing what I knew, and suddenly I understood I knew a lot more than I thought. But as I started to realize that, he started to teach him to teach me a lot of other things, and completing the gaps, filling the gaps, and suddenly. It was a twenty-four-hour thing, so I was writing, writing, and uh, with the, the magic mirror in front of me, uh, in constant contact. And I went to sleep, and the 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 being kept uh, in contact with me in my dreams, and then it would wake me. I ah, write this down, and I would write and sli- uh, fall asleep again, and write again, and then it would call in other beings to help. Uh, So this is a time where I slept. I didn't sleep well for uh, months. Uh, The worst, uh, I mean, in the book after that, that was... The book came in the form of a magical vault, of a strong electrical voltage inserted in my wisdom tooth. It was like a gift and uh, the visit from the being of Jupiter was uh, I don't know. it was uh, I mean the the furniture started cracking and everything else the, the air turned blue it was kind of invasive in a way and I was just sitting in my sofa doing nothing I wasn't even Uh, consciously meditating I thought it was a bit too extravagant the way it came in but I started writing and uh, when I finished I had uh, my where the electric where the vault was I had my face all swollen and I ended up having the bad luck to go to a dentist. I only needed to extract one tooth and he removed six at once and broke my bone. And um, after one year, I'm still in physiotherapy. That was terrible. Wow. Yeah. So these this Vox Tech kids, uh, they, they are not, you know, writing them is easy. I, I never have uh, blockage. And also, the beans help a lot, but sometimes it takes its toll. It has it. It costs, uh, especially to the health. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, I can totally relate to that. Um, Yeah. So you also have some classes on Perseus Arcane Academy. Can you tell some about them?
1: Uh, yes, um, a magic and mystical introspection is based or inspired on uh, through the soul mirror to the sphere of the sun, uh, but it is different because it's a lo- it's uh, while the book is formal and it is as uh, it is similar to initiation into hermetics in the the way that you practice it it's very methodical uh, and with uh, with aims that are very well defined etc and in my course magic and mystical introspection i try to approach it from the other end Uh, (coughs) so it's about i I have the topics and I, i only have the topic and i start recording the videos and allowing the the dow to flow into what i am saying so it's a kind of direct transmission in which i speak of many practices uh related to magic and introspection as the name uh, indicates <coughs> uh but it's a lot about this uh want that comes from person to person. And the students, they speak with me, I have them all in my, uh, in, in, in a chat, individual chat, and in a group, if they want to speak to one another, to each other. And uh, I, s- I cover all things um, that are, that in which they want to be, Or that which, or things that they want to include in what they consider to be their process in the course. This is a lot of personal uh, matters unfolding, etc. And uh, uh, in this course, I work with uh, the persons that are there as. Intimate uh, with friendship, so it's an intimate uh, relationship with them. And I, I try, I, I do their soul mirrors actually. I didn't never told them that. But. Okay, uh, and wow, I work,
0: that's fantastic! Uh, I
1: work with them as uh, I work with their souls, and it's the purest source, the purest material. It's like uh, you see the, the sensation as it progresses. Like when you are, you get uh, silver, but the silver has some stains, and you start uh, working on the silver and it starts shining and shining, and it's glorious. Uh, then I have a course that is called Introduction to to Magic. It's really about uh, Taoism if I am being honest, then it starts to integrate it into ritual magic, but just uh, 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 an idea of how you can do it. I call it introduction to magic because I do not believe that magic can do uh, a lot without you uh, moving with with the Tao. So the Tao must come first, it's a foundation. Uh, then uh, recently I have released uh, ceremonial magic and the parting tradition it's another course in three levels and it is based on uh, uh, the, the rituals that are most well known in ceremonial magic probably uh, the middle power exercise and the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagon I take these structures and because I think I, I think they have been they have been pulled out in a kind of folkloric way. <laughs> I take each step and each segmentation of the step in the ritual and, and make it into an actual course where you get to uh, unblock the things that are hidden behind the symbols and the gestures that you perform in these rituals <clears throat> and I added the third level is something completely new uh, it's about uh, it's about the assumption of uh, of God the whole uh, course is the whole level is about that and it's illustrated this was the first of the others are in video this one is the, it has videos, but not with me speaking, videos with colors and sounds, things that help people meditate uh, um, in the Cosmic Letters from Friends Body. Um, and uh, then the, it's an illustrated course, and it has been illustrated by uh, a German mag- magician known uh, by his branch, Adventures of Magus. He has a lot of illustrations on ceremonial magic and he has his own books and his own publishing house as well. These are the courses I have so far. I'm thinking of releasing one about the elementals. First about um, how we can really uh, engage with the elements and later how we can, it it will deepen the way we can uh, shape our astral body into the, the the structure of an elemental.
0: Wow, that sounds awesome. That sounds totally awesome. Um, what the 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 final thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, like, what is the Horace Mott Lodge and what is your relationship with it? <laughs>
1: Uh, the Horace Mat Lodge the Horace Mat Lodge is, uh, I found it I've been in the Horace smart Lodge for uh, I think 20 years if not a bit more than 20 years now uh, it was uh, founded in the 70s by the magician uh, Nema and the hadna and by the members of the 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 growth of the star and the snake so this the Grove of the star and snake were a group of um of pagans it started as that um, then they founded a a, a in coven and then they met telema and the work of eliza crowley and then the work of Kenneth Grant. And from Kenneth Grant, they joined the order of Kenneth Grant, the Tiphonian Ordo Templi Orientis. And they met a member from this order that was uh, Nema Nema and the Hadma. She is uh, an accomplished archer. She 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 died. Uh, uh, I think eight years ago now I'm not sure less <coughs> and um, she she is I think she's the best thing I found out there uh, this uh, uh, is except for friends bottom <coughs> uh, so this this uh, this lodge was founded and it had um, the objective of bringing humankind to uh to create unity and to a more cohesive uh uh collective consciousness and the works the rich the the works that that, peop- that we did uh, i wasn't there back then but that we still do it this way the works that we do are uh, meant to engage with the the collective of humankind. They are global rituals in this sense. (coughs) Uh, Also, it's about becoming aware of what it is, uh, the collective consciousness. Uh, So it, it means also becoming aware of the collective unconscious and making it progressively conscious in ourselves first, then we become as talismans for change. And uh, the Nema uh, and the uh, she, all of this comes from a vision she had of of, different possible futures through the Akasha. And uh, the one that she picked, that she found, was the best option, was uh, a future in which humanity keeps, each individual keeps his or her personality and individuality, but also can tap directly into the the other person, into the collective in general. And this makes it so that violence is intolerable uh, and cruelty is unto- intolerable and that there won't be any nuclear bombs uh, blasting Somewhere near, and she also believed that when humanity was in the stage that they in which we can really communicate with one another and with words but non verbally as well, uh, then we, yes, we can start to understand also the intelligences of the stars, etc. We now, uh, as always, actually have a structure of uh, uh, eleven, what we call eleven thrones, but they can be filled by more than one person. Uh, uh, by everyone that that feels is fit to do it. It's not a It's not a, an old-fashioned order with hierarchies and grades. <coughs> but everyone that joins must be an adept already. So we have this, these are the 11 uh, spheres, or or the the 11 planetary spheres. And we, uh, year by year, one year we stand with a sphere and we uh, channel from the sphere. Uh, And uh, then we change from year to year. And we work, we have this ritual every new moon in which all the 11 spheres are filled and we work together Uh, at the same time for the same end
0: awesome fantastic that's awesome well I mean you've given us so much rich content and so much um, in just a kind of short period of time Uh, before we end the interview is there anything left you want to say
1: (coughs) Um, yeah, maybe, um, maybe tell people that, you know, there's something important I, I think that is, is, uh, missing in a lot of, of, of persons that come to me. And they are, they, they lack joy. Um, they are stuck, for instance, in uh, initiation into rheumatics. And they, that is because they lack joy, I find most of the times. And uh, wh- what do I mean? Uh, it's not as simple as it looks, uh, or, or simple-minded as it looks, because simple it is. Uh, <laughs> This joy is the gate, having joy is the gate to divinity. And why we get stuck in magic and other things is because we are uh, looking at what we have in front of us uh, from a limited state of perception, from the entanglement of our uh, misplaced egos, etc., when you have joy, uh, these things shut up and the vision clears. Yes. And suddenly that which seems impossible is already done. And that's, yeah. that's it.
0: I, I think that's a fantastic point, And I've experienced the same thing myself in interacting with students. Well, thank you so much for being on here, Andre. It's such an honor to have you, and I think uh, people are really going to benefit from hearing this. So, So thank you so much. It was such an honor to have you.